So I'm sure you have noticed over this last month the increased number of ads for uh, gym memberships and diet aids and all. This is the time of year we all think about that sort of thing. Well, I discovered a new phrase, and maybe you were aware of this before, but it just never registered in my consciousness until this last couple of weeks, that the new phrase for all this is called body sculpting. Body sculpting. I was in a mall a couple of weeks ago, and there were three different stores all promoting body sculpting. One was just a little kiosk, and they were selling gym memberships. And they were promoting body sculpting through exercise and fitness. The other was the GNC store that was promoting body sculpting through whey protein powders and vitamins and all that sort of stuff. And then there was this other store in the mall, and it, I, I guess it's, it's like a, a plastic surgery outlet or something in the mall. And, and they were promoting body sculpting through liposuction and Botox and things like that right there in the mall. So there's all these different ways, but they're all promoting body sculpting. Have the best physique you can have, at least until the nachos come out on Super Bowl Sunday, right? <laughs> right? Well, you know, as I was reading Scripture and preparing for this Sunday, it occurred to me, I think... The Apostle Paul was into body sculpting years ago. But the physique that the Apostle Paul was worried about was not his own personal body. It was the body of Christ. As we read our scripture this morning from his letter to the Romans, I want you to hear these words as an act of artistry. Imagine Paul using these words to sculpt the body of Christ. Let us listen for God's word to us. Reading from uh, the 12th chapter of the letter to the Romans, the apostle writes saying, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy. In accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in enthusiasm, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. 
Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. My friends, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the blessing that always comes to us in the reading and hearing of your sacred word. May it find its home in our hearts this day. And Lord, may your spirit rest upon me, guiding my thoughts, removing from my lips any words but your own, that with faithfulness and with integrity, I might proclaim the wonderful good news of your redeeming love. Amen. The letter to the Romans is uh, one of the most influential books of the New Testament. And for the Apostle Paul, it is unique in a variety of ways, one of which is that it is the only letter of Paul's that we have that was written to people he did not know. All of the other epistles were written to churches, to communities, to individuals who Paul personally knew. He actually founded or was a part of the establishment of most of those other churches. But in Rome, we know that at the time of the writing of this letter, Paul had not been there yet. And so he's writing this to people that he knows only by reputation. And yet, what he has heard has filled his spirit with such excitement and enthusiasm, he wants to get in on the action in Rome. He wants to, so to speak, help set the DNA of this congregation before it matures, before it gets set in its way. You know how churches are. You do anything same way twice and it becomes a tradition, right? You know, that's the way we always do it. Well, he wants to make sure that he gets to this church before they get into that rut, into that pattern, before everything they do becomes a tradition. And so he's doing body sculpting with them in this infancy stage of their congregation. He's got two main concerns. One, he wants to make sure that the Christians in Rome, in this new church, in this new faith, have a clear understanding of who they are and what the church is about. All right? So for Paul, the church is not a club. It's not a a social fraternity. It's not a a welfare agency. It's not a, a, a musical symphony or concert society. The church for Paul is above all else the embodiment of Jesus Christ, the risen Lord, in the world. All right? Paul did not look at the church through the lenses of of staffing structures and operating budgets and uh, manuals of administrative operations. When Paul looked at the church, 
When Paul looked at the faces of the people who were gathering for worship and service and praise, he didn't see the face of Jane and Bobby and John and Peter and Mary. He saw the face of Christ. For Paul, the church is primarily the expression of Christ himself in the world. Now, part of being the body of Christ means that there are different parts to the body. And every part has its value, and every part has its purpose, and every part has its role to play. As he says uh, in Corinthians, not every part of the body of Christ is an ear. Not every part of the body of Christ is a foot. Not every part is a tongue or an elbow. There are all sorts of different parts that make up the body. Here in Romans, he talks about gifts and talents and abilities. And his point here is that everyone has something of value. Everyone has some talent, gift, skill, aptitude, ability that they can offer, not for their own self-edification or grandizement, but for the building up of the body of Christ, that the world would look at the church and see not a bunch of people or an organizational structure or a building, but that the world would see in the church nothing less than Jesus Christ himself. And so he says, whatever your gift may be, if you're a teacher, then teach. If you're a musician, then make beautiful music. If you're a leader, then lead. If you're a giver, then give. If your gift is to work with the babies in the nursery, then go work in the babies in the nursery. That all of these gifts are important and necessary. But the thing is, we all have to do whatever our gift is. Don't be envious of other people's gifts. If you're a singer, maybe your gift is not to work with the the children in the nursery. That's okay. You don't have to worry about what other people's gifts are. Just use whatever your talents, whatever your gifts, whatever your abilities are to build up the body of Christ. Paul was concerned for the well-being of the whole church, and the individual members within the church as well. What happens in your body when you don't exercise or use certain uh, muscles and parts of you? They atrophy, right? What happens to uh, organs and parts of your body, fingers or feet or ears, when they're cut off from the blood flow of the heart, when they're cut off from the electrical impulses coming through the brain? They get gangrious, and they wither and die. And eventually, if enough of the parts wither and die, the whole body withers and dies as well. So you see, we use our gifts, our talents, our abilities, not only for our own well-being as we participate in the church, but also for the well-being of the body of Christ itself, to keep the whole body strong and viable and expressing the love of God. Michelangelo was uh, probably best known, I think, for the uh, painting of the Sistine Chapel in the Vatican. <clears throat> it's not something he wanted to do. He was forced into that. Mainly, but he didn't want to do it because he saw himself primarily as a sculptor. And he did not want to be remembered as just a, a low-life painter. I mean, he was a sculptor. Once someone was talking to Michelangelo about his work as a sculptor, and they asked him, when you sit before a block of stone, how do you know what to carve? 
how do you know what to, to create with that block of stone? And Michelangelo's reply was, he said, I believe every block of stone contains within it the figure that is meant to be. The artist's job is to release the sculpture that already exists within the stone. Friends, I think that's what the Apostle Paul was all about. The Apostle Paul looked at the church, looked at the people who would come together to, to pray and to praise God and to give their lives to Jesus Christ. And he saw within this nothing less than the figure, the sculpture, the piece of beautiful art that God was creating through the people of the church. And Paul's job was not to create something new, but to release what God had already created within the church, which is nothing less than the beautiful body of Christ. Here at Westlake Hills Presbyterian Church, we believe that each individual is important. Every member matters. Each one of you is different from the person sitting to your right and the person sitting to your left. You have different perspectives, different opinions. You have different life stories. You have different values, priorities. You have different talents, gifts, and abilities. But in this church, you all matter. You all count. And together, we make beautiful things. Y'all remember the story about that famous little church with the four infamous members, everybody, anybody, somebody, and nobody? Remember the story about that church? Well, this little church was having trouble raising funds to support its mission project. So everybody was asked to give generously. Now, everybody knew that somebody would do it. Anybody could have, but at the end, nobody did it. Then they needed Sunday school teachers for the fourth grade class. The church asked somebody to do it, but somebody was, revent, uh, uh, was resentful because somebody knew that anybody could do it. Everybody should have, but in the end, nobody did it. And so that pattern continued in this church. When it came time to, to feed the hungry, everybody was invited. Anybody could come, but nobody showed up. And so it went on and on and on with this church. Until eventually, one day, somebody left the church and took anybody and everybody with them. And nobody was left. Friends, in this church, everybody is somebody. We all contribute. We all give what we have to offer in the way that God created us. With the, the, the gifts, the talents, the ideas, the perspectives, the life stories, all that we are coming together in a beautiful piece of art. That together we glorify God and together we show the world what love looks like. I'm going to uh, invite you all to come forward in just a minute. And I understand we're supposed to have some children uh, hold baskets. There they are. If I can wave them in. Uh, we're going to have some uh, four children come up. And they're going to be standing at the tables here. 
And if you have your time and talent card, go ahead and put it in the basket that the children are holding. Come on up, guys. We'll have a basket at each table. And then on the table are these canvases. Now, uh, this art was begun at the 815, just one at each table there. Um, would begin at the 815 service, and then the 930 service added their mark and their artwork to it. And now we are going to invite you to contribute something beautiful to this piece of art. And then next week, we'll show you, we're going to put it all together and show you one big beautiful, what happens when the body of Christ works at one to do beautiful things in the name of the Lord. Don't worry about coloring in the lines. You're welcome to cover as much white space as possible. If you want to add on to someone else's artwork, that's fine. If you need to cross a line and cover a little bit to get that, that's fine. We're just looking for the expression of your life and your love as we worship God and offer symbolically our tithe, our gifts, our talents, our joy as the body of Christ. I invite you to come forward.